Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Brother and Sister Podcast. I am your host, Bug Flavor, and my co-host is... Tressa Michener. Tressa Michener. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very, very special guest in the house today, y'all. This guy right here, I had a chance to watch him just let the Holy Spirit use him in so many different ways, and it's just an awesome thing to have you here. I'd like to introduce Pastor Walter Hardy. Yes, sir. How you doing today, sir? All is well. I'm glad to be a part of this podcast. Thank you guys yes, for having sir. me. It's yes, an honor and privilege to have you. Yes, and thank you so much, Walter. So, Walter, you're the pastor of Kingdom Culture Excelling Church, correct? Correct. Well, correct. Let, me, let me tell you, I know a lot about your church. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've been my brother for years. You're an awesome man of God. Uh, I was proud of being your wedding last year. Um, just a beautiful person to be around. You always have been. Uh, we immediately connected um, years back. And let me tell you, when I watch you, just like I was say, telling you, I can go immediately into revival because your word is so pure. It's the truth. It sets people free. It delivers. It causes salvation. It does everything that the word is supposed to do because you're preaching and teaching the truth of God's kingdom. Um, it's right. yeah, and it's a difference between religion and the kingdom. And what yes. you tapped into is the kingdom of God. So just tell us how you started out. And because um, I know you was a youth pastor, you was under pastors for a long time in your journey. And God had been telling you to move and move. And, and I remember the times when you was, you know, scared to move, you know, but that faith just kicked in. And, you know, I know when I was on your stage, I, I was crying because I saw the manifestation of what God had did. But tell us about your church. Tell us about you and everything. Well, um, I'll start with myself. Um, born and raised in the church. Um, grew up in the house of God. Um, didn't know this until later that um, it was prophesied over my parents before I was born when my mother was pregnant with me that there was a certain vow that they were supposed to keep concerning me because of the call that God had on my life. And um, growing up in the church, of course, um, was baptized in the Holy Ghost at 13. And the Lord began to use me even then um, prophetically, you know, to speak to the church um, through the prophetic unction at 13 and 14 years old. Um, then um, I went into the ministry of preaching. Um, of course, we know that, you know, you don't have to have a license to do that. We all are ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But um, according to the standard, um, I was licensed to preach at the age of 16. Um, I've been preaching since then, so well over 20, 25, 27 years of um, preaching the gospel. Um, but I must admit, a lot of what you hear now is a result of me being willing to acknowledge that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I knew church. I knew the formalities of church. I knew what to say to get the people to shout. I knew what to say to move the crowd. But to honestly say that I knew about the kingdom of God, I would be telling a lie. I knew a lot of religion. I knew a lot of rules and regulations. Don't, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I knew a lot of rules and regulations, but even being a minister and being a preacher, I did not know 
about the kingdom of God. Um, I grew up in a holiness church, so, you know, it was, you know, don't wear pants and, you know, don't wear all that makeup and all that jewelry and be sanctified and be holy and, you know, praise God and, you know, be delivered and get them demons out of you. You know, that's what it was, you know, every week and every Sunday. Um, but I got to a point, I was a youth pastor, of course, over 13 years. I served at a ministry under leadership. Um, and it was near the end of my exit that God, and that's when we began to converse um, quite a bit about the kingdom of God. Um, and that's what caused us to really connect. You was like, hey, you, you talk in my language. <laughs> you know? Right, right. <laughs> and um, I... I began to seek out the kingdom of God and the presence of God authentically. You know, I, I became weary with church. I became weary, not weary with God, right. you know, but I became weary with, with religion. And the traditions. And the traditions of men because I was exposed. And I must um, say this brother's name. Uh, my brother, he's now moved to Florida, Brother Demetrius McCray. Mm -hmm. um, he asked me um, one evening, he said, um, you know who my favorite preacher is? And I said, no. And um, he said, man, I want you to listen to this guy. It was actually two, but the first one he told me about, he said, I want you to listen to a guy by the name of Todd White, a white gentleman with dreads, um, very unorthodox. You know, he's not the, you look at him, you know, but his message was strictly about Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. Right. And then, then I was introduced to another pastor by the name of Bill Johnson out of Redding, California. His message and to see how the spirit and the power of God would move off of the message of the kingdom mm -hmm. became very intriguing to me. Then, of course, um, later becoming acquainted with, by way of um, Internet, um, Dr. Cindy Trim. Yeah. Um, those voices opened up another desire in me yeah. that would not allow me to go back to what I thought was church. That's right. Or what I thought was God. Um, so after, and that was, of course, that was nearing my exit. And so the Lord gave me the name for the ministry. I didn't, I didn't know what the name of it was going to be. I knew that he was calling me. I knew he was pulling me. And yes, you are right. That transition was hard. Yeah. yeah. But, but stop right there. Let, I, that okay. I, I remember you going through that transition and I remember it being so hard and you, it was like everything was trying to hold you back from that transition of what yes. you knew to be true. And you knew that the kingdom was the real power and source of Jesus Christ and it wasn't yes. all that religion but can you tell us about all of that it was like really persecution from the ones that was supposed to be pushing you forward absolutely um I can um it became a a wrestle um and a wrestle of I wouldn't say fear of the call, but it was more of a wrestle with knowing what would happen when I say yes to God. Right. What would come, the persecution, the ridicule, 
the, the, the backlash that would come from me saying, God, I'm willing to do your will, regardless if people want me to do it or not, or think I should do it. I know what you're saying. Right. And so that became a war. And I would say literally, um, <laughs> I'm trying to tread lightly here. <laughs> but I, I want to give it to the people real because I'm pretty sure there's others out there that are um, maybe dealing with or may may encounter um, when you're under, and I don't want to name drop or call any names yeah. or any churches or leaders out. Um, it's a struggle when you are under leadership that is dominating and controlling. Um, and and we, we have a lot of and I'm, I'm going to put it out there. have a lot of ministries that's actually through witchcraft. Yeah. And absolutely. that dominating force, and then they call it the church. Yeah. That dominating force. But when you know and you got that unction of the Holy Spirit in you telling you to go forward and go forward, when you make that decision to say yes and surrender, it's like an open doors that no man has seen, no man has heard, because that plan and that purpose is all for you. Absolutely. So it's like, no matter what they try to stop, it's like because of the kingdom of God, mm -hmm. he sent people forth to rescue you. Just like how Paul, when he was in prison and he taught, they he, he taught, he, he praised God, worshiped God, and he knew about the kingdom of God and open up the gates. Yes. So it's the yes. same thing when you in the kingdom and the resources of the kingdom, they're going to come through for you. But that's the yes. part that church has not discovered or realized that you will right. never be able to defeat the kingdom through religion and tradition. Right. Right. And what you put on or you took upon yourself is to go forward and teach people about the kingdom of God and the manifestation of your prophecy and the power of God that resonates on you when you're preaching is at all. Because I've seen how you transform the power of God in a room by speaking the word of God. So you don't go about preaching what all that God did. You preach what he said and you make you make sure people know that this is what he said in the word. And so that's where that deliverance is coming forth. That's where that uh, salvation is coming, coming forth. That's where the healing is coming forth. And this is what we need to grow on because you got, you got, I got chills all over my body. Cause I'm saying you, you got this. And I'm just like I said, when I, when I, when I, when I watch you preach, I can just go straight in revival. It's just like, we got, it don't matter how far we apart when right. it's that brother and sister connection. Cause I, I feel it. I was in my office watching you at, uh, you had service at three o'clock the other week and I was in there watching you at your service and the Holy, the Holy Spirit was all in that room with me. Right. You know, just mentally, you feel it all in your soul. It's all in your body when you, when you feel it. Like it ain't just a mental thing. Right. When you preach, it just gets all in here and it just warms your heart up. And that's, and that's what's so big about it. Like it's really a big deal. And I really love it to myself. So I had a chance to watch it myself. And like, like I said, some preachers, preaching and getting you get in here a little bit but yours all through your soul and you can feel it and it's so much so powerful in there so it's an awesome thing you have you have truly learned the authentic authenticity of walking in christ and who you are in the kingdom of god and preaching the kingdom 
And that's where everybody needs to get to a place because everybody is their own individual that God wants to grab hold of and, and bring it to the kingdom. But it's up to you whether to accept the religion or the tradition or understand that this truth that's purging you and keeps purging you and keeps purging you, you got to know if something keeps coming forth and either whether it's cutting you or whipping you or, or, or giving you that praise or that hope, it's true. Right. And that's what your word does when you're in that pulpit and when you minister and then you relate so good with, you know, with the people by doing what God have you to do. But I'm going to let you go ahead, Walt. I'm going to quit cutting you off. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. I'm actually glad you kind of stopped me because I could literally feel, I could literally feel the anointing come on me. Um, but I was... And maybe this will help somebody. I was in a war with the kingdom of God and the, the traditions of men and witchcraft. And what I knew was, um, I knew that there would be a fight in the atmosphere because of the word that God was beginning to give me um, would have been in contradiction with the leadership of the house. Mm -hmm. And so I knew, you know, not just because of that, because the Lord had been telling me to, okay, you know, I want you to, you know, say yes and do what I'm calling you to do. But near the ending, near the, near my exit, there was a lot of things I could no longer say amen to. There's a lot of things I could no longer agree with. Um, and my spirit literally became agitated, mm -hmm. very agitated because of the control the mental and spiritual abuse, um, all of that, that those who sit under um, witchcraft ministries know that feeling. It's like you're almost in a prison when you go to the house of God, mm -hmm. and that shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. So when I exited, um, before I exited, the Lord spoke, and I was um, saying, okay, God, I don't want to just throw anything out there and just give it a name, you know. And he said, I want you to call it kingdom culture. Hmm. And I said, okay, that's kind of strange. And you know, I never really said any thought about that. Um, and so I called um, a couple of friends of mine. I said, hey, I said, I wrote it down in my notebook. I said, the Lord gave me this name, Kingdom Coach. And everybody was like, wow, like, bro, that's like very unique. Like, that says something. And what the Lord spoke to me, He said, I want you, the kingdom of God has a culture, right. it mm -hmm. has a lifestyle. It has a way of doing, a way of being. Mm -hmm. um, it has its own principles. Mm -hmm. And he said, what I want you to do, I want you to establish a place through my power, of course, that you can teach people the culture of the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And um, and so we went with that um, back in 2017. Um, and we've been going ever since. Um, a lot of transitioning, you know, people coming, people going. Um, and then, of course, I was, you know, out there by myself, you know, and I say, God, you know, I, I would, you know, I need a pastor. Right. You know, I need a pastor, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. I'm pastoring people, but I need a pastor. Mm -hmm. And then after prayer and talking to the Lord over a year of just leading the people, the Lord led me to my pastor now who is, um, Prophet Jarrell Solomon out of New York City. And it was, I said to the Lord, I said, Father, I said, now this was my heart. I said, it is sad that I couldn't find 
someone in this area yep. that understood me, understood where I was going, how you were moving me, that understood the kingdom of God. But I had to go all the way to New York to find my pastor. But everybody who, who's in this area, the North Carolina area, you know, of course they call this area the Bible Belt. You know, and really what that has made this area is an area full of religion and tradition because we think we know God and we don't. Right. Um, so we've been pastoring now for going on seven years. And um, as you stated, um, back in 2022 is when I did get married. So now, you know, we are operating it's ministry good. along with my wife. Um, of course, you are part of that wedding as well. I mean, we do appreciate that. So here we are today. The ministry is God is growing it, you know, not at the speed of light, but at the speed he wants it to grow. Right. Um, right. Because people have to be taught. People have to be nourished. And and I don't I don't I don't get upset. I used to, mm-hmm. you know, I used to get weary. I'm like, OK, God, now, you know, what's up? You know, you know, <laughs> thing and spoke this thing and like ain't nothing happening. Like where the movement, where the growth at. But now I understand you know, Jesus operated with 12. Of course, he had more than that. But when it came down to it, when he began to get into the depth of who he was, I mean, he walked away. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a slow growth, but it's a powerful growth. Right. You know, people are learning. They're being transformed. You know, they're learning about the kingdom of God. They're learning about who they are in the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Um, young people are coming in, getting saved. Um, I'm not sure if you um, know this gentleman or not, but um, Apostle Joshua Giles, um, he was here in Fayetteville and I was asking the Lord, okay, God, what is my place? You know, yes, I'm pastoring. Yes, I'm leading people. But what specifically is my assignment for this season? So I went to Fayetteville when Apostle Giles came, ended up on the front row, which is a danger zone when you're dealing with the prophets and prophetic <laughs> yeah. people. You know, <laughs> you try to sit in the back, get as far away from them as you can. But he came directly to me and he said, the Lord said that you are, the one he's going to use to bridge the gap between generations. Mm. He said, God says, don't worry about how it used to be done. Right. You know, how it used to be in the old days, but you're going to be that one that carries that ancient oil to bridge the gap between that generation and the one that is coming. We're seeing young people get saved. I would say even last Sunday, not last Sunday, the Sunday before that, we did a teaching about the word of God simply the word of God, having a desire for the word, the power of the word. And we did an altar call at the end and young people raised their hands wanting a desire for the word of God. And they came, you know, some came and then those that came, you know, of course we asked them, do they know Jesus as Lord and Savior? And because if you want a desire for the word of God, you're really saying, I want a desire for him because he is the word. And so salvation was given, you know, they got saved. Um, young and these are again young people that got saved on Sunday, and um, God is doing you know what He's doing with Kingdom Culture. We're excited about it. We're excited to see what God is about to do, and so here we are. Well, well, I really, really appreciate what you're doing, being the hands and feet of God, um, talking and preaching about the Kingdom. This is what people need. This is what people understand. I think some people. And I, and, I, and, and I'm going to say this kind of lightly because, you know, we didn't grow up in church. 
so we had our moments in there. Like, I mean, we used to catch a little bus so we could go to church and eat the hot dogs out or whatever. And <laughs> right. that's, that was our thing, you know, but we really never had anyone teaching us the principles of God and all of this. But it was me in my isolation. When God came in that cell that I knew right then, it's more to this what they than what they preaching out here on the streets and stuff because here I am in this isolation, but he's so, right here with me. We was never alone. I was right. never alone. You was never alone. My brother was we was never alone. Right. But here he came and then started speaking to me. When I'm walking down the street and a person asked me a question, but then I hear the whole voice of the Holy Spirit speaking in me giving me the answer and telling me what to say. So I knew then this is something else. This is something where it's like a true citizenship and you may can't see the Holy Spirit, but this citizenship is real and he's directing me. He's telling me, he's saying, I got a good and perfect will for you that I've created you. So if you listen to me, if you, if you, if you allow me to guide you, I can lead this path straight. I got armies for you. I would do everything I can in my power if you are walking in obedience. Right. And just like I was talking about Paul, how those gates came open, that's how they came open for me. But the thing is, I learned this is a total different set. The kingdom is totally different. It's something that is way powerful in this tradition and, and religion. I, it's, it's hard to, for me to even sit up under it because I can recognize it so easily. Because it's not the power. You sit right. you're sitting there, but you're not resting under the power. It's it's right. nothing, it's nothing bringing you deliverance, healing, or the things that we desire of God, the things that He right. said for the kingdom of God is. And so when me and you finally uh talked and started connecting, and I was listening to you preach, and it just was, uh, man, I just can't explain it. You know, I'm, I'm like, this brother got it. And I knew that you was getting more advanced in the kingdom and more advanced. So it's like you was going from faith to faith, from glory to glory, as God tells us to in the word of God. And so, right. it's just so it's just so amazing to see where you're at now and to keep on pushing, even yeah. though I know all of the restraints that was trying to hold you back at that time. And to see where you are now and you kept going um, with God and teaching the kingdom and still preaching the kingdom and still, you know, trying to, the thing is you, you're telling people how to live. Nobody don't want to hear that no more, right. but that's what gives the deliverance. That's what gives you the higher heights. That's what protects you. Yes. But they don't want to hear that, but you've mm -hmm. got to be, you got to give the truth. Everybody yes. wants to go to a place now where it's comfortable. Mm -hmm. But comfortable, don't deliver. Right. And yeah. what you're doing, that's why I admire it so much because you're teaching and preaching people so that they can be set free. Yes. And that's what we need is freedom. Yes. And walking in the things of God. And so that's why I, I always like to pray, always like to fast, always like to hear the voice of God so I can figure out what is my next step. And we go right. through the same persecution and, and, and things because sometimes people don't understand. Well, why are they doing this? Why? But it don't matter. Long as right. we long as we believe sincerely in our heart, we're walking according to the path of God. 
until yeah. he tells us something different, I can't do any different. It doesn't matter how uh, that person feels. But right. that's what I've seen you walk through and walk through all of it and still standing powerful and strong. And, and just like um, my brother said, when they heard you preach and, and you had ministered that time at the funeral, you know, you left such a lasting impression on everybody there because you came with the truth. You truth. came with the power of God. And it was just amazing how the Holy Spirit filled that room. And that's why I'm always going to support you. You always got my support because I know that you and Kingdom Culture Excelling Church is preaching the kingdom of God, which is a truth that sets people free. It's what Jesus came to preach was the kingdom. He yes. didn't preach religion. He didn't preach religion, uh, tradition and religion. He preached the kingdom of God. And that's what we're supposed to be teaching and preaching out here. But it's sad that we still have not got there yet. And I look back on my life and thank God. And I know it sounds crazy, but I thank God for the isolation because I would not be where I'm at or know the things that I know and know the voice of God and, and can understand what you're doing when you're talking about kingdom if I would not have went through that. Right. Well, how many cuts out, Charles? How much time are we looking at? Um, we still we still it haven't uh given me a time, so we still we still must be pretty good. It ain't gave okay. me a countdown. All right, Pastor Hardy, let me ask you this: If you had something to tell the world, one thing that you would tell them, and you had to tell them something, what would be that thing you would tell the world at this point in time? At this point in time, um, the world um, at large, I would say to them. Um, Jesus Christ is the hope of the nations. Jesus Christ is the hope of the world. Everything yes. that we need, everything that we so desire is in him. Our answers are in him. The healing for the nation is found in him. And if there's anything that the world needs to do, we all need to come in contact with the real Jesus Christ. And that's the God of the Bible. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is so awesome. And I had to write that note down. He, like, I ain't going to have this video, but I, I don't <laughs> write the note down. But Pastor Hardy, I am just so at all. My heart just is compelling to you because, I mean, it's no one like Pastor Walter Hardy. Just like I said, you're doing an amazing job um, yes, with, with the people that um, you associate with and everything. But let me ask you this. What do you say when you have the people that you love and the people that you care about and the people that you would love to see prosper and do great works, but they come against you and don't want you to see, don't want to see you do good? What do you say about that? And what do you, how do you overcome that? Um. Well, having experienced that myself, um, and I can go back to um, where I came from. Um, these are people that you spent years with, you know, you built relationships with, loved genuinely. And when you say yes to God, it's, it's like you become the scum of the earth or you become um, the worst thing you know ever or a false prophet or you're not you know you're not hearing from god all of a sudden 
you know, you were the prophet, you were the man of God, but when you said yes to God, now all of a sudden all of that changes. How how did I overcome that? I overcame it through prayer. Um, I overcame it through fasting because it did hurt, you know. And those though, when you have those moments, you know, when you're 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 saying yes to God, and then you want the other people that you love to um, understand your yes, which is a lot of times it's very difficult. Um, so they begin to lash out and do all kinds of things, lie, um, um, scandalize. When I when I'm talking about scandalize your name and drag your name through the mud, I'm talking about what I had experienced, causing other leaders and pastors not to to disassociate with you. Um, all, I went through all of that, you know, pastors saying I was told not to let you um, use my building or come into my building. And um, man, there's a lot of stuff I haven't even told people just because I told God, yes. But I had to overcome it through prayer, through fasting and through love. That's right. I had to constantly keep my heart on the altar and say, God, I don't want any bitterness any anger, any, any anything in my heart towards anybody, because then that would hinder me from experiencing the fullness of your kingdom. I had to keep my eyes focused on him and still do, still do each and every day, you know? Well, that word that you just said, you had to keep your heart on the altar. That's a word of advice and encouragement for all of us who are going through struggles or whatever is to keep our heart on the altar because, you know, it seems like when you say yes to God and you're moving in a direction, every old, every person that you've associated in the past, they want to keep pulling you that way. They want to keep having conversations about the old, half the conversation you don't forget because you're so renewed in your mind. You don't even remember what right. they talked about no more. <laughs> right. I, I'm like, I mean... Uh, sometimes I'd be like, well, I mean, I don't even know what you're talking about, but the thing is, I'm I'm sitting here thinking in my mind, is that that all you remember? That was 30, 20, 25 years ago. Right. And that's what you're still talking about. Right. So it's just like when you when your mind is renewed, and I, I don't know if it's me, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's you, but when your mind is renewed, it's like when some people come up to you and they start talking these conversations, it's like I forgot them or something happened. Cause I don't have, I don't know what they're even talking about anymore, right. and I, and it's not I'm trying to be funny, but right. I honestly I honestly don't remember those what you're talking about. What about right. some, some people don't move forward. Some people stay stuck in their time zone mentally and physically, just stay stuck there because they don't want to move forward. They want to stay stuck in the box, you know. Right. And it's time you got to get out of that box. When you start feeling comfortable, you got to get out of that box because that's how you excel. That's how you move forward because. You're just going to sit still and you're going to have that same conversation. Next year, you can talk about the same thing. You know, it don't it don't stop until you're ready to move forward, you know, so. That's exactly right. And um, so so Walter, so I'm, we're getting ready to run out of time. So um, Walter, please let, well, first of all, we will be having Pastor Walter Harder, Hardy on uh, the Conscience Awakening Network in February. That's February. So tune into that as well. But um. What's the final word um, from you, Walter, as well as the time of your um, services uh, on Sundays and during the week and the address of your church? Okay. Um, well, we are located right now in Macclesfield, North Carolina, which is um, 
about 10 minutes outside of Wilson down Highway 42 going east. Um, we're in a little country church out there in the country. Um, but people are come all the way out there, you know, and hear the word of God and receive the word of God. Um, our service times are on Sundays at three o'clock, unless we are otherwise engaged at another appointment. Uh, sometimes on Sunday mornings, we might take an 11 o'clock appointment and that becomes our worship for that day. Um, but we do also have our um, midweek encounter on Thursday nights at seven o'clock on Facebook Live and also on YouTube. Um, so you can look us up there on YouTube. You can just look up my name, Walter Hardy, or you can look up Kingdom Culture Excelling Church online. Um, there you pull us up on um, Facebook Live, and you can also pull us up Kingdom Culture Excelling Church on YouTube as well. If, if, you, if you want to hear Pastor Walter Hardy, you, Walter Hardy, you just go back and look at some of his videos. You will not be disappointed. Um, uh, last year, Walter, you didn't know anything about this, but I had ministered at a church um, um, called Fresh Start in Wendell. Mm -hmm. And the message I gave, I came home that afternoon and you was giving the same message. Wow. So I was like at all, some of the things that I said there, you were saying the exact same thing. I said, God, if you if you ain't God, wow. it was wow. just so amazing because when I turned it on to look at you, refilling myself back, looking at you, the message I gave them, which everyone stopped me and everything as far as that message and just said how well and it was put you was you was preaching the same exact message with some of the same words I said and we hadn't even talked. Wow. That's God. That's all God. That's all God. Yes. So I just want to uh, tell you to continue on, brother. I'm going to get out there to Macklesville. I'm going to support you in uh, Kingdom Culture. Yes, and we're so grateful to have you, and we look forward to having you on the next uh, show, The Conscious Awakening Network, and also even have you back here some more to give them some okay. more encouragement. So we just appreciate you. We love you, and we thank you so much for the, uh, getting on the podcast with us and sharing uh, the Holy Spirit and the kingdom of God with people. Yes, ma'am. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Please like, subscribe to all the YouTube platform to all the social media platforms. We love y'all. We like to thank y'all so much. Thank you, Pastor Hardy, so much for being on the thank podcast. You. And we just thank y'all so much. We love y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.